welcome to a brand new episode of Markers on the Map. Each week it's games, news, and more from the classics to the current gen as we explore gaming's infinite ever-changing landscape. Check out the gaming adventure on Twitter at Markers on the Map, and thanks for listening. But if I know my 12 days of Christmas, Green Badoof is almost done with this song. He's been going on since Thanksgiving. Seems like it at this point. And the funny thing about it is he's got explanations for why things are in the song, but he keeps going through them every time. So it's taking extra long. At this point, the Gamekeeper and Blastwave have gone out to decorate some trees around Gameland Forest, and we're just waiting for Green Badoof to finish this song. I can't stand him singing that song. It's been too long. Now, gentlemen, I am almost finished with the song. He's gonna restart. No, 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 no. This is last verse, I promise. Uh, On the twelfth day of Christmas, Gameland gave to me twelve shift codes for Wonderlands. Eleven Kirby Evolutions, because of the evolution mechanic in Kirby in the Forgotten Land. Ten coins from Big, for a spring, I'm sure. Nine Fall Guys Falling. Eight Sasa Upgrades. Seven Crisis Core Reunion. Get it, because Final Fantasy VII. Six Drop Nears Cloning. I'm going to leave that one alone. Lights, please. Okay. Lights. Five Elden Rings. You can turn the lights back on now. Okay. Four Ninja Turtles. Three Shadow Warriors. Two Pokemon games. And a copy of No Man's Sky on the Switch. That doesn't even work. Applause? Applause? Where's my applause? He's done. He's finally done. Green Badoof, do you know how long this took? About six and a half hours by my count. I could be looking at my watch wrong, but... Yeah, it felt like six and a half hours is cutting it a little short, actually. I think it was far more than that. But do you mind if me and Robert do our little Christmas special now? You guys can go ahead and do your little special. I'll just go back to traveling the galaxy in no man's sky with, God, like 20 free updates? Come on now, guys. That's the real Christmas miracle. Real Christmas miracles. I don't have to listen to that song again. Dog, uh, you know you love it. Gameland, you know you love it. Anyway, I'll catch you guys later. Maybe I'll go help out Gamekeeper and Blastwave decorating the trees. Maybe I'll sing you my song, huh? Yeah, you go do that. That'll give us enough time to record like six or seven episodes, am I right? I mean, here, here, Badoof, take some eggnog, go over there, help Oh, out. boy, I hope it's trial by energy eggnog flavor. <laughs> let's go, let's go, let's go. Bye. Whew. Well, hi, Robert. How you doing? <laughs> uh, all right. How you been? I've been okay. Uh, we are here for a Christmas episode of Markers on the Map, the weekly podcast gaming adventure. It'll be our last episode of the year, and because uh, we're going to take a break for the holidays next week. Everything is just like Christmas and New Year's is all happening at like, you know, an, an inopportune time to do some recording. So my name is Daniel. I'm here with Robert as always, my good friend and co-host. few things to, to go through before... Uh, we get started with our game discussion this week. I was going to make a joke about how I want a certain thing to be on the PlayStation 5. Oh, <laughs> For, this I, thing. I, I was rubbing my hands together saying, ooh, I'll get him with this one. <laughs> Get Sony with this one, you're like, ooh-wee. Like, let me ask for this for Christmas from, from the, the fine folks at uh, at Viacom. Um we, we always talk about how Paramount Plus is not on the PS5, so I was going to say, oh, I wish for Christmas I want Paramount Plus on the PS5. Turns out, like, three days ago from, from when we recorded this episode, it got added, finally. And, like, I was, like, when I was... 
telling you, I was nearly in tears <laughs> at my house when I saw it on my screen. I was like looking through the media apps on the PS5, and I was like, there it is. Oh, my God, there it is. See, I heard there's a rumor that it was going to happen. Then when I checked, I didn't see it. I was like, okay, maybe it's like months from now. I didn't know it was going to be like – I was like a couple days ago, maybe a week ago. So it was like a couple days later they added it. So I should have just checked it now. I, I feel like that meme where it's like it's been 900 years or whatever. It's been two, but like talk about things that that are two years that feel like longer. Paramount Plus coming to PS5 after being on PS4 for like ages, even though I heard that app's not oh, that man. great. Um I, I turned it on to check out the interface. I haven't really dove in yet because it was literally like two minutes before I got on <laughs> to record mm-hmm. the podcast. But I use Paramount Plus, like I said, like almost more than any other streaming service, which is odd. Yeah. <laughs> the only ones I use are are Disney, Paramount, and Hulu. Not really necessarily that much anymore, but Paramount, I was like, please put this on because I would use it more often. Yeah, Paramount has a lot of the Star Trek stuff that I like, a lot of the classic cartoons that I've watched while building Gundams and stuff like that. So yeah, that's very exciting. That's a bit of news I thought we could have at the very top of the show. It's good news. <laughs> anyway, uh, this will also mark the gold and silver finale of Pokemon Drip later on in the show where we will be looking at the Dragon-type gym leader, Claire. But in the spirit of Christmas... I must say, uh, there's like there's always like thirty new Hallmark Christmas movies, um, and and each year we've had a really good one in the gaming space that you know could potentially be uh, aired on TV. Maybe um, we we had the casual gaming Christmas uh, in in 2020. We had the couch co-op Christmas in in 2021. Uh, but I think they're really going to knock it out of the park this year with, with their new holiday movie. Would you like to hear about this new holiday movie, Robert? Yeah, uh, I mean, I got a choice. I got to hear it every year. <laughs> I mean, I think I think this is the best yet. It's called FGC, Fighting Game Christmas. FGC. <laughs> <laughs> this Christmas on Hallmark, experience a whole new level of holiday cheer with FGC, Fighting Game Christmas. Decent enough player at world-famous fighting game Cul-de-Sac Slam, Lexi, played by actress, dancer, and cool person Julianne Huff, is entering the biggest fighting game tournament in North America, where Cul-de-Sac Slam is set to be the main event. As a Sarah main, she knows all of her combos and matchups, especially watching out for Rolf, who's a top tier, and people who want to win will pick a top tier. But Lexi is tenacious, though she has a crushing loss in pools that essentially kicks her out of the tournament. She loses <laughs> to Rolf player Samuel, played by the Christmas master of song himself, Michael Bublé, in a devastating 2-0 victory. But in the middle of all the fighting action, Lexi falls for the man, whose skills as a Rolf player go beyond just picking a top tier. It's a weekend of fighting game action over the holidays as Lexi cheers her new love on from the front row of the Christmas fighting game Blitz through matches both easy and hard as Samuel's Rolf takes him to the finals. When Christmas joy rises from fighting games like (laughs) nothing you've ever seen before, a vicious world-renowned Kevin player threatens to end Samuel's victory streak and send him into losers where he'll have to claw his way to the title of cul-de-sac slam champion. It's a story of Dork. romance, action, and the true Christmas spirit that'll have you cheering, tearing, and fearing the worst for our two lucky and love protagonists. <laughs> Featuring cameos from prominent fighting game community members, FGC Fighting Game Christmas is sure to delight the whole family when it premieres this holiday season. I for sure would have bet it was going to be a Christmas special about getting the last Steam Deck. <laughs> oh... Maybe That's the win. Good. Maybe the win. Like we don't know what the winner of this tournament gets. Where they're playing the at any fighting could game. Be, yeah. <laughs> could be could a Steam be a, Deck. The, the last Steam Deck. The 512 gigabyte Steam Deck, left over <laughs> from the Game Awards giveaway. Now, <laughs> I, the most exciting thing I think is that we're gonna get prominent cameos from from members of the fighting game community. We're gonna talk about a fighting game today, so there's a lot of people that that could come in. You could have uh, Daigo come into this. You know, <laughs> I think Justin Wong will probably do it. Maybe. Now, 
this just gets me more and more curious about like the cul-de-sac slam like ed and eddie definitely seems like it would work as a fighting game i don't know just the the geniuses it over there a, am i right <laughs> it was a demolition derby flash game on the cartoon network website i mean that's sort of a fight game mm. you're fighting against other vehicles can't wait to watch this one <laughs> anyhow we got a few games to talk about this week robert all all jokes and fun just aside. two yeah just two this week um we'll try to give them uh like yours we're definitely gonna do a little bit more of a spotlight for because mine we're gonna like mine is easy to describe in the basic way but Mm -hmm. there are some changes in it that um are working against me in particular um so we will go ahead and start with street fighter 6 i got Mm -hmm. into the the beta so i've been you know trying out the game playing some online matches doing a little bit of training mode so street fighter 6 first things first definitely the most stylish street fighter um definitely got the best mm-hmm. like beats going on while you're waiting around or the chillest music um the the first thing you do is create your your player character i let me just off the rip here this is the best character editor i have ever seen it is like you you can create truly horrifying or truly beautiful things with it in in addition to just being able to make a regular character but the amount of freedom and choice that you have in making exactly what you want down to like the muscle definition is like as far as i can tell unparalleled versus every other character creator like it's truly (laughs) I, i was in awe at how much time i spent on it and and how much more time i could have spent on it so in terms of you, like, in, in the full game, you will be having the world tour mode where you get to take this character around and play as them and set their moves and everything. You can legit make the exact character you want. Like, I made my character mm-hmm. and I said, this is Capcom's greatest character now <laughs> because my character is so dope. <laughs> I wonder if people will take that and make long-forgotten Street Fighter characters. Dude, you know what? You probably could. Like, That's now that I'm I think about, about it, you probably it. could. Like, characters that haven't been in since, like, Alpha or something, you probably could. Probably. It's that versatile. Like, I was Add some very Final impressed. Fight characters. Yeah, some Final Fight characters. Um, not to mention, when you go into the Battle Hub itself, you can buy, like, clothes and stuff for your character. And it's, like, drip to the... Th- at its finest. It's, like, I know we do Pokemon drip, but, like, I don't think anything can come as far... <laughs> as close as, like the drip you see on some of these characters from even the 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 beta clothing but that's all kind of like ancillary to to what we'll be talking about with the way street fighter 6 and how it works uh is today um so the beta gives us uh some choices between a few classic characters few new characters so we've got ryu and ken we've got chun li and guile um we have jury and then we have luke jamie and kimberly and it seems like even the classic characters have got a few new tricks up their sleeve. So, like, Chun-Li seems to have some extra moves. Um, could just be not, like, me not remembering, but it does seem like she has a few additional moves. Um, it seems like Guile has a few ex- extra moves. Jury definitely feels like she plays a little differently um, for the better in regards okay, to, like... Um, yeah, for the better in regards to, like, storing up things. Because I can't remember... Um, so in Street Fighter V, I've not played that much Jury, but you know how she has that attack where you can store a charge of something? And you yeah, can it's store three charges. It's a high, low, medium charge. So do you have to charge a low or do you have to use the low charge to get that one in low? Like does that make sense? Yeah, you have to you have to do I think it's low kick for the low and like it is like it, it's like the low punch low kick, it, it's all like for that specific charge. You just have to do the command and she'll charge it up. Okay. It doesn't take long. It's like instant. Yeah, it's so you instant. Just have to do it next. Um, in this you in this as far as I can tell, you don't have to hit a specific low, medium, or high to charge it. You just have to hit mm-hmm. a kick with the charge. So, um, again, it's if I'm right, she's playing differently a little bit, like from Street Fighter Five versus like Street Fighter Four, where I believe you had to hold down the charge or something like that. Um, but it has been a while since I've played that. So like your 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 old characters have some new tricks. The new characters, um, Jamie and Kimberly in particular, seem very technical. 
although that could just mm-hmm. be me like getting used to it um luke seems like the easiest to get in into the act luke seems like like as his newest status is like the main character he seems like he'll be the easiest to get into the but star like wars guy? yeah luke from star wars but jamie has like levels of power that you can you know charge through by like he'll take a drink of of his thing it's called um i think it's called like the devil inside or something like that um so he'll get like different states of power he might be able to use like different moves in that um kimberly seems kind of like ibuki almost but like maybe ibuki combined with karen but um i've not used her enough to 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 really get into the fine details of it um, I've not used a ton of the characters all too much. I've I've used them all a little. Um, gotten into like the the placement matches with like Ryu Chun Li and Guile, I think. But here's where, and I, I'm not saying this as an issue for the game because I think it works very well. But it's an issue for me, based on playing Street Fighter Five very sloppily, <laughs> if that makes sense. Uh. Um, so. You and I have put a fair amount of time into Street Fighter V over the years, and yes. we know that if you charge up your EX meter and you hit two buttons during a, a, a special move instead of one, you will do an EX attack, and it will it will be a stronger attack, and it will take one of those meter bars away. In this, the EX meter is not a thing. Instead, okay. it is a drive gauge, and everybody starts at full. Now, what the drive gauge does is a couple of things. Um, Just off first glance, it allows you to do moves that are like EX moves. It allows you to do a standing parry that will just block attacks. If if you, you know, instead of a V trigger or a V move, I should say, like the the triangle and circle will activate your parry Mm -hmm. in this. Um, And that will block attacks. And if you do it timed to when the attack hits, it'll be a perfect parry. Um, from that parry move, that stance basically, you can also do a really quick dash that'll that's kind of like a V reversal almost in in the way at least in the speed. I don't think it like mechanically works the same. And mm-hmm. then you will also be able to use um, heavy punch, heavy kick instead of doing V trigger to do like uh, a move that will like like if you activate it while somebody's hitting you before they do it, it'll like phase you through it. Um, I'm, I'm going to be totally at, at a loss with the names of, of these things, of what they're called. Um, but it'll allow you to get out of situations at the cost of some of your drive meter. And as you play, your drive meter is constantly charging up. But if you use these things, um, like the EX moves in, in air quotes, will take out like two bars of the drive meter. Now, mm-hmm. the problem I'm facing, and this is 100% on me, is that in, in Street Fighter V, I instinctively, like, often hit two buttons because if I don't have EX, it's not... Like, it'll give me the EX attack when I have EX, but I won't have to worry about it when I don't have EX. So it's like, okay, like, my hands will reflexively hit, like, the heavy kick and the, and the medium kick at once. It's just something that mm-hmm. happens with me. In this, that's an issue <laughs> for me because... If you run out of drive gauge, you will be in a burnout state where your character will move very slowly. And it's like, at that point, it's like, if you can't just keep dodging very well, you're going to lose. So mm-hmm. for someone who like spams the EX moves, I'm having to kind of retrain the muscle memory to, you know, hit one button for, for a special move instead of two because it's it's going to get me <laughs> in trouble in the game if i keep playing it the way i played street fighter 5 so it's it's interesting that the core mechanic i like a lot better than than five's core mechanic but for right now it's working against me (laughs) it's i don't know it's just like every street fighter is different i think it always has something new to be put in and it it just depending on maybe how the game will turn out because five was different when it was released and yeah it completely changed five is all about so using we'll v v moves and and v triggers to to have different effects stack onto things whereas this one like those are kind of incorporated into actual attacks like like jamie's power charge thing feels like that would have been his v move in in street fighter five mm-hmm. control wise plays pretty much the same although i'm i'm actually finding it easier <laughs> I don't know if it's just me 
playing a lot of Chun-Li and Guile in this beta, but the charge moves are seem to be easier for me. But, I mean, it doesn't seem like there's anything inherently different about them. Um, motion mm-hmm. is fluid. Graphics are cool. It's it's really the best it's ever been. Um, I was actually doing so well with Ryu in my placement matches that I got put into bronze, whereas with the other characters I've qualified with, I got put into rookie. So it's like, at least at fundamentals, I'm like fine at the game. You're doing fine, yeah. But when it comes to some of the new stuff, I'm like, I'm having to really kind of, you know, watch out for my own muscle memory. Um, a cool thing that's different as well is in, instead of an EX gauge at the bottom, obviously the drive gauge is at the top. You have a critical art gauge and this allows you to use... So every character has three supers that they can use. One that mm-hmm. takes one charge, one that takes two, and then one that takes three. So you're not like, oh, my critical gauge is full. I'm going to use my ultimate attack. That's your third ultimate attack. You can still use one of like those giant lightning Hadoukens uh-huh. um, with one charge of it. It won't do as much damage as like the ultimate one, but it's still a good way of like showcasing just how cool everyone's moves can be. No, it's it's one of those things where we'll see maybe how six evolves, and because I know some people don't like four, I'm I'm kind of on that boat. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with the people that don't really like four. Yeah, because like five and three are sort of the only ones that are sort of similar esque. You know what I mean? It's like yeah, like they like they are different, but they're very similar things about them. But we'll see how six goes because you know they could always change how certain things are. It could change like your mechanic of how you play it like the way you are because you're trying to retrain your brain a certain way or yeah. your, you know muscle memory to do something else even though you're so used to this to me six feels like everybody is on on a, a more even playing field with the way things mm-hmm. work like the v attacks aren't there the triangle circle thing where like jury could mm-hmm. like go on the other side of something that's not there there it's all parries for that button and then everything mm-hmm. else is kind of incorporated into move sets. So it feels like each character has a little bit more depth um, without relying on the gimmick. And then the gimmick is universal this time. Another thing in the beta is that you can turn on that commentary feature where you can have like Vicious or Tasty Steve commentate on your matches as if you were playing at Evo yourself. This is a pretty big highlight they were trying to push that like it was, it's pretty good detail. I, I think it's, it, it sounds cool. Yeah, it's like, let me tell you, they could have just went easy on this and had some, like, stock commentary, but no, they went so hard on this to where they're, like, abbreviating attack names like they would if they were actually calling the match. Like, player one is going in with the low heavy, how will he get out of this, or they're in the corner, like, there's even times where they'll be like, that was a bad move on this player's... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> or like oh, are they, they, there's times where criticize. i was playing and he's like are they trying to bait the throw i'm like are you serious right now oh that's so funny imagine if someone's just like man that was really ah, i should have done this they should have done this it's like wait what like Dude, the, the game actually tells you what to do it's at the end. really like the the only times you can tell that it's like not live commentary is that sometimes when you win around like every five matches they'll say like Oh, they took round one, the all-important round one, or something like that. Otherwise, I'm constantly mm-hmm. hearing, like, Oh, he's going in with the Shoryuken? Oh, coming down with the with the punch? It's like, oh, it's so cool. Um, I, I don't want to turn... Uh, it's like, I want to leave it on, because, like... The, when Like, I've used Vicious and Steve, but, like, for some reason, like, Steve will start out, like, very calm. And then towards the end of the second round, they're like, Are you kidding me? There, <laughs> there, there was one where... <laughs> I was doing something on an online match, and and Steve, as commentator, was saying, "My heart, I just can't." <laughs> no, yeah, I, I see. A part of it is like, you know, there's some people that are gonna not enjoy it because they're gonna say it's distracting. Well, it's, which, you can granted, turn it off yeah, if you don't. Maybe you can. But yeah, you can turn, turn it off. off. I don't think it's a bad feature at all. You know, there's some people that are gonna find some reason not to like it, but it's like. If it gives the option to turn it off, that's fine. Yeah, um, I believe in the options menu, you can also reduce how much commentary there is, and you can, mm-hmm. like, set how much you want the commentator to, like, cheer for you, I think. So if you're like, oh, don't get me too hyped for me, then, like, lower that mm-hmm. setting, stuff like that. Um, but it works. It works. It's so cool. It's seamless. They get hype when it's time to get hype. But, like, the moment for me was when he said, are they trying to bait a throw? I'm like, are you serious? They got them. <laughs> That's pretty good. They got, 
this much level of detail. Um, so that's, that's a great good. feature. Yeah. Um, now, uh, is it like an AI generated voice or is it physical people who recorded voice lines? Well, that it, the system it's has vicious to, like... and Steve, the, the fighting game mm-hmm. commentators, um, the way they probably did it is they probably had them read lines and they're probably still having mm-hmm. them read lines. And then they like put the lines in like, Oh, if this sitch, if, if somebody's getting him to the corner, like the code put tells one of them, these like, li- if yeah. the situation is, yeah, that's how okay. I imagine it works. Um, but like, it's really good. Uh, like imagine years from now, we find out that they actually were commentating every single game and like, they're like, <laughs> we're done. We're retiring. We're we through with this. Like no clones of Vicious and Steve just sitting at, exactly at the servers. The <laughs> but yeah, I mean, now that kind of makes me wonder, like, we know that the first season of Street Fighter 4, or sorry, Street Fighter 6 is going to have four characters in the season pass. Now, I wonder if that's because they've got to record special commentary for all of them. And it seems like the characters themselves have more like imagery and details to them in this than ever before so i wonder if street fighter 6 will end up having more or less characters in the end than 5 did do you do you remember when star wars had a fighting game yes the masters of master uh how was it called something. master of uh i forgot what if they what if they make a sequel to that and it's just like like clone fighters 2 or something <laughs> like star wars clone fighters clone 2, fighters 2. Or like oh the world warriors and, like, that sounds like a Nintendo Switch rumor, doesn't it? <laughs> no, but aside, at, at this point, like, playing a fighting game that doesn't have Tasty Steve, getting hype over, you know, the smallest things like me hitting Chun-Li with Ryu's super at the end of round two is going to be tough to go back to at this point. This is, I like, mean, so cool. I will say from every esports and whatever competition i've seen fighting games are always the best ones to watch because you'll never know when you see the like biggest moment in like i would say gaming history that daigo parry yeah. i can only just wish i could have been there seat in person those people were like minds blown so for them to add commentary to add hype to yeah. it is not a like bad idea at all i think it will improve the overall just like enjoyment of it yeah, and, and look, for the two English commentators that they have on there so far, so there's two English, two Japanese. Oh, the Japanese ones are probably so cool. They could not have picked two better U.S. commentators than Vicious and Steve. It's like, bravo, Capcom. Like, for a beta, this is, <laughs> like, intense. Um, just a few other things. It's never been quicker to get into matches. Um, you're in little mm-hmm. you're in a little area where you can sit at an arcade cabinet, do training mode, or you can just turn on ranked or, or casual matches where in, in Street Fighter Five it would do like showing you the character uh, your character versus them and just it would sit there for a few seconds and now it's like here comes a new uh-huh. challenger. It goes to the faces, it goes into the fight. You click rematch, you're back in it in like two seconds. Um That's good. Yeah. Um you can customize the control scheme to modern or classic per character. You can save everything basically per character. You can save your intro card. Like if you want Luke to have a lightning effect, but you want Jury to have like a, a pixel avatar that shows up instead of her regular portrait, you can do all that. Um, customization is really awesome. I I can't wait till I can't wait till the full thing comes out. If they, I feel like they could release it today and it would be totally fine. Amazing. Street Fighter Six is like, it's amazing. Um. Personally, I can't wait to get into like some of the single-player stuff like arcade mode. But online so far has been... I've not had any lag at all, too. So, none. <laughs> it's amazing. That was good. Yeah, so I guess that's all I'll say on Street Fighter Six Because we gotta talk about a classic PlayStation 2 game called God of War. Right, Robert? <laughs> I mean, yeah. I like how we've always were discussing about this. It's so hard to really put an emphasis on this we're talking we're not talking about ragnarok we're not even talking about the 2018 one i went back man it's so funny how to say i i'm actually playing something that's considered old now because mm. that was like top of the line when i was young is the original god of war the 2005 one now i played this it was either this or god of war 2 for about 10 minutes when i was younger um, so I really don't remember anything about it. I think one time mm-hmm. I might have like had a friend bring over a PS2, and like I I thought it was too violent at the time because I was like that as a kid, <laughs> as a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, tell me about this God of War one. 
if people don't remember, God of War started on the PS2. Some people are not. I thought God of War started on the PS3. I didn't realize it was a PS2 game. Uh, but this one is Greek mythology. So now we got uh, Mount Olympus. You know, we got, you know, Zeus, you know, Hades. You got all those, you know, Greek gods and stuff like that. Not to go into plot, because, you know, when we do something like that, it's usually a special. I don't think we're going to do a special on this. The only way we could is obviously both of us play, and we just really determined to do a special on it. But it's just simple uh, Kratos, you know, fighting. Uh, I guess the, the basic story is just Kratos getting revenge on um, Ares, the god of war. You know, the real-life god of war Ares betrayed Kratos and made him do something he would never forgive. So then now Kratos seeks vengeance upon him. I will say, for being a, two, a PS2 game, granted, it's a late PS2 game. You know, PS2 came out in 2000, it's five years later. People kind of understood how the system worked. But there were still, you know, maybe some things here and there. It holds up very well. I always said that from the get-go when playing it. I said, this game actually holds up very well to modern-day, like, gaming. Uh, it does have, you know, some, like, PS2 sort of you know vibes with it but i think that actually enhances the nostalgic feeling for it because when i was playing it i really told myself man this brings me back when i played prince of persia sands of times and i really that's like one of my favorite games of all time i love that game so i was like you know you know how every so often i get that weird bug i'm like man nothing's really saying anything to me and then i play one game like okay yeah this is why I, I play these games like this is this is why games are like w one of my hobbies god of war is one of those games now it's where it's like i really enjoyed it uh it's sort of fixed camera angles but i think it's the final evolution of good fixed uh camera angles where we know how you know terrible some they've gone throughout the years you know from the very early stages you know devil may cry resident evil it gets pretty uh sort of like this game shows its age God of War doesn't. It is fixed camera, but not to an annoying sort of like, oh, I wish it was this way or that, where the ca camera was angled this way, or you're just like, man, I just really wish I can control the camera. It pans out enough to where you can see the whole area, and so you're not thinking like, man, I can't see anything, or it's too up close to Kratos, or it's too far away, I can't see anything. It's it's the right amount of camera angles and the right amount of controls Kratos has where it doesn't disrupt your flow of gameplay like if you're going forward and the camera angle so happens to push one of those like now you're going technically and uh sort of like you are still pushing forward but now you would want to naturally hold the different uh angle like now you want to go down instead of going up Kratos will still move forward no matter what position you do so it doesn't matter what the camera angle it actually is like 100 like as long as you're holding the angle you want to go doesn't matter where the camera shifts to it will still go that direction so does it does it do the devil may cry thing where it just like one hallway might give you like three camera angles actually no okay like, well that's I'm good telling you, like, <laughs> it has like big areas where you can see everything so you're not just going camera camera it was i yeah that's what I'm saying. that's like the early stuff like they yeah. would do three different angles in a, in a in a single like section of area and it's just like that's too much where it's just it'll widen it enough where you can see everything and that that's why i say that it's not that poorly aged of a game it holds up very well and it has enough charm to remember to give those people who are nostalgic for those, like, oh, yeah, I remember when games used to be like this, where it was a fixed camera angle, and it was this way, that way, with a press circle here or mash circle, which I will say, growing up, I remember a lot of people always said, not a lot, like, in the sense of, like, everyone told me, but there would be a good amount of people being like, all God of War is is just a masher uh, fighting game. It's just, like, you just press square here and you just play the game, which I would think that's a pretty bad uh analysis of god of war yes you know buttons commands are simple but i would say simple in a good way where it's now it's just square r1 square triangle circle x doing this different analog angle pressing this you know direction not in street fighter sense but no. obviously you can use the r stick to move uh one direction and then press x and the craters will do kind of a, a uppercut bringing an enemy into the air sort of a attack move and that's actually not bad 
is it kind of like Devil May Cry in the sense that, like, it's very technical with its simplicity? Like, you'll have a few basic attacks, but you can do so much with them. Like, you'll have an air launch, and then an air combo, and then an enemy might fall, and you can use Kratos' chain to pull him back up. Is that something that, like, happens in, in God it's of War 1? that complicated it's not like press square triangle circle it's just like one of them is like just like tap square then hold square and then kratos will do an entire and like i said like one of them is just like hold r1 then press triangle and then kratos will do a major like heavy damage attack hold triangle to launch your enemy up to the air and then you can press circle to throw your chain up grab him and then kind of slam him to the yeah that 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 feels devil may cry except maybe a little less you know precise or it's not as complicated that's why i say it's age well because anyone who hasn't played it can play it and still feel like wow like i don't have to do as much commands but it has enough nostalgic you know feeling for people who played those type of games be like oh yeah like this is nostalgic you know it's that 2000 and uh playstation 2 itch that i've been trying to search for it's like oh that i remember those days and um i will say god of war one i think only has three boss battles there's only three major boss battles, which uh, you would assume for a game like that, you would assume there would be a mini boss battle or yeah. major boss battles. There are like enemy waves, but I want to consider those boss battles. You know, a boss is a, a big baddie, bad guy, old, you know, a lot of health. You're going to have to fight him and use all your powers to defeat him. And, and that's what the series kind of became famous for with three, I think. Three. Well, I mean, three is. I, I'll get to three at some point. I, I, you know, I'm taking a break off of two. I'm probably gonna try to see if I can find something else to play. But I'll play two and then play three. But mm-hmm. three was sort of the the conclusion to the whole God of War of Mount Olympus battle. You know, yeah. Uh, the story, a little bit. Like I said, is just like Kratos fighting uh, Ares, the original God of War. Basically, he has to go. Oh, what's her name? I forget her name, but the god of wisdom mm-hmm. in uh, Greek mythology. I forget her name. I'm not sure either, <laughs> off uh, the top of my head. Uh, I forget her. I like how I play the game, but like I was not paying attention to her name. Um, but um, she's just like, she needs help because uh, Ares is, is, is trying to destroy her city. So then, you know, it's a whole, he's trying to, he has. So it's weird because we know if you play God of War and if you see the later series, we know what God of War is about. But yeah. this one, Kratos is has allies within mount olympus like zeus will actually give him an ability hades gives you an ability poseidon is like the first one to give an ability and so they'll give you kind of specialty attacks and like cool like uh just like abilities it's like one like like hades is like a souls of souls of um souls of hades where it's like the army of hades so then like a, a a fly flyable souls of like your your how do i put it it's like it's weird because it's all Greek mythology. Greek mythology is kind of weird to explain, but it's like if like just souls of warriors will come out and then they're helping you fight off yeah. like you know enemies. You've got like NPC partners to help you fight with, like a summonable yeah, demon like, in, in like a, a, a Souls game or something. Yeah, it's basically like that. Uh, Poseidon's like a an electric circle, kind of big old wave of electricity coming down and you know striking your enemies and doing pretty big damage, big uh, pool of you know area to you know do damage in. To me, I was thinking, just going back to the gameplay for a second, um, it seems like there's a huge difference, obviously, between old God of War and new God of War, whereas Devil May Cry Mm. got more and more complex, it seems. Like, with Devil May Cry 5, you're having to switch between styles and, like, six different weapons with Dante. It seems like they've kind of Mm -hmm. stuck with the same level of simplicity in a different way with the God of War games. Because the way you're describing Mm -hmm. this to me sounds like devil may cry but maybe easy like was it a difficult game you know what i will say this there is difficulty options you can go easy normal you know hard and then god you know that's the hardest difficulty it's you know god of war but honestly kratos only has like two weapons he can switch to and that's what i'm saying like it's very simple and it, it kind of only really kind of fleshes out what's important you know kratos chains of olympus and like another big old like sword weapon yeah and it's not difficult to understand that's what i'm saying if anyone's sort of remembering those nostalgic devil may cry days where it's like if devil may cry has not treated you fair if you're like this game has aged very poorly 
I would recommend playing God of War because God of War has aged, like I said, from the get-go, I said this, has aged very well. It's not a game that you're going to be like, oh, yeah, this is a, a 2000 PS2 game that, oh, yeah, this definitely will never be made today. It's like you can definitely see a low-budget company being making this game. You're like, okay, like, you know, th- this this works. It, it, it's aged so well. Yeah. Compared to so many other games that would not have aged that way. I think that speaks to it because oftentimes with with hack and slash games, you know, not even like Devil May Cry, sure, but like other hack and slash games too. I'm like, there is too much here and not enough Mm -hmm. focus on like a couple of things that could make it far more enjoyable. Now, there is a group Mm -hmm. of there is a group of people who enjoy having all the complexity and all of the, you know, versatile options and it's fine to ignore it. But they're there looking at you saying, you should use this half-bike weapon more. It's like Bayonetta is the same thing. There's like eight weapons. You can only yeah. have two equipped at once, though. So it's like, ah, oh, yeah. but I want to use all of them. <laughs> no, yeah, like it doesn't limit to you. what. You, and you know what's funny is that you can choose what you want to upgrade. If you're like, you know what, yeah, I don't yeah. use this ability that often. I'll upgrade this one. And uh, you're changed. Like you have like Spartan Rage, where like Kratos has a, a rage meter, where if you get a, if you destroy enough enemies and it's filled yeah. up, you can like have unlimited damage. Your magic no longer is drained. You can use as much magic as you yeah, want. Yeah, it's literally uh, Dante's Devil Trigger. I will say this, uh, like I will say this compared. Hey there, coming in at post. Around this point, we lost a ton of Robert's audio for the next couple minutes of the show. But the gist of the next couple minutes of our conversation was on how he never found the puzzles difficult or frustrating, and I'd asked if they'd ever bogged down the game experience in his opinion, to which thankfully he said that they did not. Uh, then he would go on to describe liking the enemy variety, but in but finding a, a particular enemy to be a, a bit annoying, and that is where our conversation picks back up at. There's just so many of those enemies just coming at you and that was the only time i really was just like man this is like really difficult this enemy is very like i I don't i don't like this enemy and like i said there are some difficult parts on normal but they're nothing like i you know i give up i'm not playing this i think the hardest platforming parts is when you enter uh hades the underworld the actual like that part and then you have to just like crawl your way back to the top to you know finish the game yeah that's probably the only difficult platforming, honestly. It's like it's really towards the end of the game, so it's sort of like you kind of used to how the game plays. Yeah, um, I don't know. Such high praise from you for it makes me want to try. I'd have to play it over streaming, so there might be a, like, it's on, a it's bit on of premium and yeah. Um, I guess I have. I guess my last question that I have, just in regards to like mechanics, since this is since Devil May Cry is the blueprint I have for all games of like the character action genre, as they call it now. Mm-hmm. Um. I'm sure there's an item shop, right? No. There's not? There's not an item shop. There is no, like, you're... Uh, oh, another great thing that you... reason why you bring this up and, like, I'm pretty sure why item shop because you can, like, buy upgrades and yeah. since your heals and stuff. No. You... I'm letting you know, I upgraded my health and my magic all the way by collecting golden, uh, like, eyes is for your health. Yeah. And then um, feathers is for your magic. And... Those are honestly not difficult to find. They're in chests. You just kind of have to kind of exp- you don't have to explore that much. You kind of explore a bit and you'll find them pretty easy. And okay. another one is like during the the trials of uh, uh, Pandora's box trials where you go on Chronos's uh, uh, back. Uh, there's two uh, mermaid keys that if you if you find them, you open a secret door that gives you your final upgrades for your health and for your magic. Uh-huh. Or it's like your, your magic's like second to last. So you, yeah. you could find more feathers, but it's your final health upgrade. And it was not difficult for me to find them. You just explore a bit and you'll find them. And another thing about the health and the magic, when you find those chests that give you healing and your magic abilities back, it's full no matter where you're at. You could be just a little bit off. It'll fill it. You could be at your end about to like die and it'll fill your health all the way to the, to the full bar. That's pretty cool. Um, and there's, there's a good amount. There's not like a, it's not, it's like spurs. It's a good amount of, of chest that will heal you and give you your magic back. Yeah. Cause look in devil may cry. Like when you buy an orb to heal your health, they get more and more expensive each time. So mm-hmm. it, it's like encouraging you to get better by just eventually making him too expensive for like a little heal. And, and like, it's good to know that, that God of War doesn't do it like that. 
it, it it's just your experience well, XP that you just put into your upgrades and that's it. Okay, that's, that's all. Very good. I guess the item shop. I guess that's your item shop where it's just your XP you're putting into your bloodlust is putting into your abilities to to you know upgrade your weapons. I would say recommendations for sure upgrade your chains uh, uh chains of uh, or not chains uh, bla- uh blades, of, blades chaos. of chaos uh Poseidon's rage that's a really good uh ability it doesn't drain that much magic and it does a lot of damage uh big uh, big waves of enemies um Hades's army is also another one that was really good and I forget the other goddess I know she gives you the sword ability I forget her name yeah. uh, like I said I, I know they say it so much in the game but I was not paying attention to their their names the only ones I remember is his list like the ones I remember in just uh Ares um her sword ability does a lot of damage takes out pretty big amount of um big bosses there's a lot of big baddie like you know swole like big like oh this is like a mini boss kind of yeah, yeah. bad guy but those type of guys you use the right analog to just roll over and kind of it's kind of like you know like i would say uh like a souls game where you kind of roll to dodge their hit yeah and you can go in and do your attack yeah there's been some of that um i'm replaying the witcher with its new ps5 update there's there's some of that in there where it's like well you can't you have to roll to get around the shield you can't really break through the shield yeah there are there are shield enemies but they're simples like press square square triangle and they'll create also do an attack to to get rid of their shields and you can start damaging them it's it's honestly like i said it holds up well and it doesn't have a lot of that you know sour taste of those old ps2 beat-em-ups hack and slash games where you're like oh yeah this is definitely would not fly today it well it doesn't have the obnoxious complexity of the upgrade system from god of war 2018 and ragnarok either it keeps it simple and sometimes that's better yeah it keeps it simple where it's like you get one you get these weapons and you just put some xp in them and they'll be they'll do more damage and you'll learn more abilities and more moves and that's all it is it's not like you have to add a certain crystal or gem or this and that or this and it'll make it do this or do that it keeps it simple and i'm telling you it's one of those where it's like it's not a turn off your brain type of game but it is sort of like you don't have to stress over it you're you're gonna enjoy sort of the environments the enemy types you know there's a good amount of enemy types uh some of them are could be annoying but once you find out their uh kind of their weakness it's not it's not hard you're kind of like okay this is what uh you know this is what's gonna get them and it really does uh, help you out in the end yeah in games like this um every enemy usually has like a specific thing that works best on them um kind of like doom eternal feels to me like the first person shooter equivalent of of a hack and slash game where where each enemy Mm -hmm. had a specific like you could destroy any enemy with anything but if you use this attack or this particular weapon it would do it faster and i will say obviously it's not christopher judge christopher judge came in during the 2018 slash reboot slash sequel to god of war uh this is the original kratos voice actor he's not terrible i know him from a movie that i i was like oh it is him and um he and i was like okay that's him he he he's fine it's a good kratos i actually like it this way where it sort of reminds you of young Kratos, where it's like very arrogant, angry, and just like really determined. And he's young, and he's you know the ghost of Sparta, and he's just like this sort of like, just like like you can tell like it, it kind of fits the role because Christopher Judge kind of brings a, a kind of low, yeah, mellow character out, revolution, like, kind of old man, yeah. Like it's like it's kind of like I like how it goes from this very hyper angry, determined to defeat the gods like Kratos to a very rugged and like old. You know, keeping it kind of like he still gets angry, but he's kind of keeping it to himself and not necessarily just screaming out every single word he says. Because this one, he's always, you know, he, you know how Kratos would yeah, be in yeah. the original. He's just like, Ares! It's just like doing all, yeah, he's like, Ares! It's just like always screaming. He's like, you will fall today, Ares! It's just like all this stuff that he says. And then Steve Bloom voices Ares. Oh, that's amazing. I was like, I know who this is. <laughs> oh, God. And oh, speaking of Steve I would Bloom, recommend <laughs> Neon White came out on PS5. I need to try that. It just pops. Oh, like, Neon see White. See the things that pop into my head when you say, like, oh, Steve Bloom, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Steve Bloom. But, yeah, I would highly recommend God of War. Yeah, I'll give it a shot uh, soon, It's then. It's a good game. It's, it's, it's one of those, if you're feeling nostalgic for that era and you honestly want to see a game that holds the test of time, God of War does hold up very well. I would recommend I'm glad to hear you liked it. It makes me want to play it even more now. <laughs> Before we do our, our little Pokemon Drip segment, um, I'll just rattle through the news real quick. There's there's only a couple mm-hmm. of things. Well, real fast pace here. Interesting um, things. 
Call of Duty is apparently coming to Nintendo uh, for like 10 years, I think. Now, I don't know if that'll be the main series or some sort of Call of Duty thing. VR mode for Resident Evil Village will be free DLC when PSVR 2 launches, so no extra... I really want VR 2, but oh, I don't know about that price point. The price point. We talked about like, it. <laughs> um, Spider-Man is confirmed for a fall 2023 release date. We have no new footage, but it's A whole confirmed. year. Yeah, a whole year, but I feel like they'll meet that deadline. I feel like... Yeah. Yeah. They announced it far enough to where I'm like, this probably won't get delayed. And... Amazon Games is publishing the next entry in the Tomb Raider series with Crystal Dynamics, I believe, on development. So, no more Square Enix for Crystal Dynamics, because we know that. But, um, yeah, there's another Tomb Raider game coming at some some point. Now, the big gold and silver finale. The eighth gym leader of Pokemon Drip Gold and Silver is Claire. She is a dragon-type gym leader and by far my favorite of this group. Kind of like a blue suit with matching gloves and boots that look almost kind of sci-fi even though she's got the whole dragon thing going on she's got the really cool Mm -hmm. blue hair with the big ponytail and that cape that stylish cape uh i will say uh maybe being all one solid color is not maybe the best thing but i will say it's not the worst outfit i would actually say it's it's on par with um what was it morty with morty it's a really good outfit like the bird type or the yeah, shadow yeah. type? Yeah, yeah. He's a ghost type. Morty was ghost type. And then Claire is go. dragon type. Um, The cape just works for me as a dragon trainer. Because, like, does. Lance is the champion of, of Johto, and he also wears a cape. But Claire, I think, pulls it off better because of, like, I just like the blue suit and, and like, the almost space sci-fi boots. Like, this reminds me of, yeah. like, Team Galactic from uh, Diamond and Pearl, almost. Um, I think... Maybe those, like, weird circle ring, like, black objects sort of kind of throw me off. But other than well, that... Well, that's what makes me think of, like, I, space instead of dragons. I like it on her wrist more than her boots, but that doesn't bother me that... It's like, it's like maybe some niche little things here and there, but they don't bother me that much. I still like that overall outfit and how it's put together. Yeah. For me, Robert, this is a solid five out of five. Badoofs. I would give it a four. It's not far. It's like little things here and there, but it's nothing to say it's the bad or terrible outfit. Yeah. I per- think I, I per- still personally, like this is the only Johto gym leader I would rank over Morty. I think Morty was just the best one for me personally. I mean, but he's I really, cool, I but do there's still something like about one. Claire. <laughs> so, um, what's to come in 2023 before we sign off for mm-hmm. uh, oh, our, man, our week off, year. and then um, coming back, we will be doing our top ten plays of the year. That will be a two episode special where we will discuss the top the top 10 things that both of us have played be they from 2022 or not they are the top 10 plays not the top 10 of the year um and they will end with our game of the year um those two episodes will not feature pokemon drip so on the third episode Mm. back from our week off we will uh so after we do top 10 games we will do pokemon drip ruby and sapphire just in hindsight maybe the dark age because they're kind of a little more plain looking in that one but we shall see but yeah, for right now, you say we've done a Christmas episode, Robert? Yeah, that should wrap it up for a weird Christmas episode, Street Fighter and God of War. But yeah, that should wrap it up. <laughs> hey, we had Caroling, we had Hallmark movies, Street Fighter, God of War. What, what more? Ga- oh, and Paramount Plus. Is Paramount Plus. Wrap it all up nice with the bow. Markers on the map Christmas What if, what if Kratos was Santa Claus? He dressed like Santa for a year. Well, like, what do you want? <laughs> I haven't heard from St. Nicholas in a while, so you never know. St. <laughs> Nicholas? He's checking his list twice. <laughs> anyway... Uh, thank you so much for listening as always guys please listen to us on apple podcasts where you can leave a five-star rating and review every little bit helps and listen on google or spotify if you don't listen on apple and before we before we sign off i i have a prime holiday christmas quote from a famous video Mm -hmm. game and that quote goes thus you know ellie we really are the infamous first light And we will see you guys next time. Bye. Later.